Shall we play a game? Oh. <laughs> I think I missed him. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Love to. How about global thermonuclear war? Wouldn't you prefer a good game of chess? <laughs> Later, let's play global thermonuclear war. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and it's another Collector's Corner! Hooray! And I'm here with my collectors. Well, the collect, not my collectors, but I mean, like. Hey, Phil, I'll be your collector. Aww, I'm so flattered. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this, I wasn't going to do another Collector's episode so soon, but Bradley, you played uh, an excerpt from one of these. one of these books we were about to talk about and it won my heart the 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 what we were about to talk about just it i was like no i have to get this episode recorded asap because this thing is a nightmare and amazing it it is true the, we're going to be talking about the texas instrument magic wand books from 1983 and they really are magical now, these magic wand books, they are definitely magic. And before we go one step further, there's probably people who've never met you guys before. So please, please, please introduce yourselves. I'm Bradley Mariska, and I'm the world's largest Berenstain Bear collector, and I live in Minnesota. And I'm Jeremy Gloff. I'm the world's second largest Berenstain Bear book collector, at least, and I live in Tampa, Florida. And it's funny because whenever I talk about you guys, I always say they're the largest collect. And I'm like, well, they're not the like. They're not big people. Like they're they're just they have they have. So I'm always like they're the largest collect. Well, they're they have the largest collections. Thank you for very passive aggressively, very uh, sort of Minnesotanly uh, uh, criticizing me there. That was very smooth. Okay, obviously <laughs> my grammar was incorrect. I, I like how you did that without directly attacking me. Very very nicely done. I will never directly attack anyone on my show. Attack me! I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> Jeremy's got skin like iron; just bounces yeah, off of him. You. It's true. <laughs> he's 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 a tough guy. Well, you're both tough guys, and that's why I keep you around. Thank you, because I know you got my back, and yeah. you've got the two largest Berenstain Bear collections. As as a thirty something male, you have to be a pretty tough guy to admit that you collect Berenstain Bears things. Very true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Or have a Berenstain Bear podcast. That's correct. It's yeah. This is the exclusive domain of thirty-something males. So this magic wand series, how magic is it? It's actually maybe two of the coolest books in the entire collection. And I will be honest, I I only recently, within the last few months, had I acquired a working magic wand speaking reader or a what was later branded as a magic wand speak and learn system and i just recently got one that actually works so for the first time i was able to hear these books as they were originally intended originally intended with all the artistic artistic majesty and jeremy uh how long have you had your copies oh for a while but i've never saw the magic thing and by the time i got to the videos they weren't up there anymore so to this day i haven't seen the I'm behind on the curve, but I have the books though. <laughs> so, what are we in store for? Like, what a- 
actually is this amazing technology? This technology is uh, early barcode scanning, essentially. Um, what happens is I'm going to take the magic wand reader and I'm going to turn it on and then I'm going to place the uh, scanner on a barcode that is on each page of the book and I'm going to slide it carefully across the barcode. And this is actually really difficult. I This is the first podcast I've ever had to rehearse for. I actually <laughs> practice my scanning. So uh, w- when I turn it on, if I scan it correctly across the barcode, you will hear a voice speak the text of each page back to you. All right, here we go. Okay, first I'm going to turn it on, okay? Okay. I am your magic wand reader. Come read with me. (laughs) Now that is an inviting voice. That is the kind of voice that children would just be so just so enamored of. It sounds like the warm the warm (laughs) voice of a of a trusted relative. Yes. It's true. It's it's so awesome. But but you know, I think of when I was when I was a kid, so these books came out in nineteen eighty-three. And one of my favorite, um, uh, I guess, games or uh, pieces of technology when I was, say, five years old was, uh, do you guys remember the speak and spell? Yes. Yep. Oh, yes. And it had the same kind of voice. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, your war yeah. games voice. This is the, uh, yeah. this is the was... computer that was challenging Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy, the thermonuclear war. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to place the magic wand on a barcode on the title page of the book. Here we go. All right. Oh, it didn't work. The Baron's Olympics. Did you hear that? <laughs> I, I believe the robot said the Berenstain Bears Olympics. I'm going to play it one more time just to make sure everybody heard it. The Berenstain Bears Olympics. <laughs> Now, now, before we go a step further, I do want to point out to our listening audience that the robot definitely said Berenstain. This is yep. technology from the yes. early 80s. This is, a, this is a machine, an intelligent machine that cannot make value judgments. And it definitely said Berenstain. Well, you're assuming it's not sentient. I mean, it could have like, <laughs> gained awareness since then and gone back in time like the Terminator to have changed the course of history. I can and can Berenstain. Yeah, I mean, that makes you want to turn the page, right? It makes me want to read more. So the text, I'm going to translate the text before I play it. But the first page says, hooray, hooray. The bears all say. Okay. All right. Ooh. Oh, no. Hooray, hooray. The bears all say. The bears start today. Ooh. The bears Olympics start. Oh, oh no. What, what was this? What <laughs> is going is, on? That's the sound effect of the crowd cheering. Listen to oh it again. <laughs> no, that's I'm the terrified. sound of like, that's the sound of like being screamed at by Stephen Hawking. <laughs> this is the most terrifying episode since the big paw one. 
<laughs> it's true. It's true. Now this is like this is this is literally like what would happen if if you were a child and you woke up and you firmly believed your parents had been replaced by aliens <laughs> and you asked them to read a book to you, this is what it would sound like if they were if it was going to prove you were right. Yeah. That's true. That's that's right. I wish I could Now now how big is this machine? Like what is this big piece of plastic? It's um it's a pretty big piece of equipment. In fact, you know, I mentioned the speak and spell earlier. If anybody actually remembers the size of a speak and spell uh, machine, this is actually about the same size. It's about 10 inches. It's round. It's like the size of a dinner plate? Yeah, I'd say it's about 10 inches in diameter. And then it's got this special attachment here. Here's the magic wand reader right here. This thing could be totally repurposed for any like cheap science fiction movie from like the mid-80s. Yeah. Like, you oh, could just sure. give this thing a coating of paint. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, they were constantly coming out with new toys like this that would read you books. And we've already covered the the ones with the uh, the circular record on the pages. Yeah, and those had more natural voices because they were yeah, those were just because those were just recordings. Correct. Um, I don't know. At the time, like we were so fascinated with having our books read to us in like whatever the most current technology available was. Right. Like. We listen to this today and we think it's so absurd because the quality of the voice is so computerized. But I feel like that was the charm. Right. You know, there was such a fascination with uh, uh, artificial intelligence. Um, and well, it, it's almost like the most endearing quality of this is that it sounds so ridiculous. And that's what the future was supposed to sound like. Well, I was going to say, Jeremy, you're a you're a musician, right? And you work with all kinds of uh, re- recording recording equipment. You you work with all kinds of different kinds of sound. Um, what is there a way? Like this technology, you see how like artists repurpose older toys and older uh, tech technologies into their into their art. Right. Is there a way to repurpose this technology into music? I feel like. The hipster movement would definitely embrace these retro robotic sounds. <laughs> like if there was a way to like re- like create your own, I don't know. Like how would you even go about doing that? How do you create your own barcode speech? Oh, right, you might be onto something here. Like feed that into a like create that. Then you then you like if you wanted to create some kind of like soundscape, you'd still have to have a working wand to rub over the to rub over the like kit-bashed barcode you've put together. My next album, I'm going to use this technology for the lyric sheets. <laughs> See? See? That's awesome. You can do this. It's kind of like those uh, indie filmmakers who, uh, the old uh, Fisher-Price video cameras that recorded onto uh, audio cassettes. Oh, yeah. They were pixel cameras. They were, like, really low-fi. But then, like, indie filmmakers later on, like, grabbed them and started making actual, like, legitimate like indie films on them and they're so the technology is so old nobody makes them anymore so once they broke the once they break they're broken like you can't ever right. fix them so it's this like the the supply of parts is slowly dwindling well somewhere out there there's a market for like these magic wand books well and here's the thing like the magic wand books themselves are hard to find but not impossible yeah. but the actual one of the reasons I didn't have a working magic wand speaker is because, uh, A, they don't show up 
more than once every few months on eBay. And I bought several of them before I actually got one that worked. Because most people would, they were like, oh, I found this in my garage or I found this in the basement or in the attic. I don't even know if it works. I don't even know what it's for. So you buy it on a whim and then you get it and you discover, oh, it doesn't work. It didn't just need batteries. It's actually broken. In fact, the one I currently have is... Uh, the main unit from one I had bought a couple of years ago, and uh, but the actual wand part didn't work. And then I just recently bought one a few months ago off eBay. It didn't work, but I, I started swapping out parts and I found the right combination of parts that worked. So oh, wow. I, I sort of created a Frankenstein's monster here. Well, these things, I mean, how long did they sell these things for? Like how many years? I think it was very short. It was probably only a year or two because when you think about, I mean, when you listen to the voice of this computer, I mean, yeah, it was 1983, but by the mid to late 80s, there was far more advanced technology. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, like, this probably was only on the shelves for a year or so. Yeah, how much do you think they went for originally when they're on the shelf? Geez, I don't know. I've never found any information about what their retail yeah. price was. That would be fascinating to know. Yeah, they probably weren't cheap. Stuff like this was never because this stuff would usually come out around Christmas time. Right. Correct. And it would be the big like thing in the J.C. Penney catalog. Yeah, and this was made by Texas Instruments. I mean, they were the primo. Like, so this was probably cutting edge technology in 1983, but by 1985, it was old. Yep. But this stuff was wasn't made to last either. No. Like. It would come out on Christmas. There'd be a rush. Parents would buy the machine. They'd buy like five or six books for their kids. And then by the time the next year came around, the kids had moved on to something else anyway. And the devices were just going to go into the attic. They were going to languish and fall apart. Yep. Sad, really. Poor books. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess you can still read the books. It reminds me of Toy Story. That's a, there's a toy that should be worked into the next movie, the yeah. the the magic wand that can only it's speak in a creepy robot the, voice. The magic wand that only can. Yeah. <laughs> so these books, the books themselves, the Olympics and uh, go get a job. What's it called? Yeah, uh, uh, get uh, on the job. On the job. Um, on the these job. these are pre-exist. So was this the first time these books were published, or were these like revamps of earlier books? The Olympics was was original, but mm-hmm. on the job was only kind of original. <laughs> what is kind of original about it? Well, uh, on the job is based on he bear she bear. Oh, the classic. The classic. And Jeremy, do you know the year of he bear she bear? Seventy four. Maybe yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Seventy four. That was very good. That was quick. <laughs> See, he's. Jeremy, he's got like an encyclopedic memory for some of this stuff. Um, so then, and then they were both re-released in 1987 as part of the first uh, time readers series. The Olympics, the title was changed to Ready, Get, Set, Go. Um, and on the job, kept, oh, sorry. I had What's to, it doing? <laughs> what? Excuse us. It, it, Oh no! <laughs> it turns itself. Okay, if you don't use it for why minutes, are you turns- ignoring me, Bradley? <laughs> it turns itself. I will off. not be ignored. So <laughs> I wanted to play one of the pages. Uh, if people don't believe me that the Berenstein Bears Olympics became Berenstein Bears Ready Get Set Go, because people will recognize this this page. <laughs> Did 
Did you understand that? Mm-hmm. I believe it said fast, faster, fastest, good, better, best. Better, best. Exactly. So that's the basic premise of Ready, Get, Set, Go, which was originally the Berenstain Bears Olympics. Imperfect beings will be destroyed. <laughs> so these books kind of evolved over the years, though, because uh, Key Bear, She Bear became On the Job, and On the Job's been put out in several different formats, right? On the Job, and then On the Job again, and then the uh, what's what's the new one called? Jobs Around Town. Yeah, then there was the Australian or English pressing at work, right? Oh yeah, I always forget about that one. That's yeah, great. I love that one. That's one Jeremy discovered that I didn't even know about, and he's like, "Dude, you got to find this," and I finally did. What is this, Jeremy? It's it's a uh, basically on the job, but they changed some of the language in it to fit the European dialect. I guess is the word. Okay, here we go. So here is the original. Well, let me get back on my scapes. Right, that's the here's, one I have. The then here's the European edition. Go to work. All right. So what are these differences? I'm very curious about this. Okay. Um, I feel what what's I feel like there's one on the page with like the plumber and the um, car mechanic. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yes, and the American one it says don't forget mending things, and the European one it says fixing things. Yes. Uh-oh. And then sometimes we have to have a mender, and then the other one says sometimes we have to have a fixer. So there you go. Wait, so the American one says mender? No, 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 no I, had it, I had it backwards. I had it backwards. Oh, okay, I was totally yeah. wigged out by that. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize to all the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so there's right now a, there's someone in Europe just, like, shaking their fist. We have a wrecking ball. In, in America, we have a wrecking ball. In Europe, we have an iron ball. Whoa. You yeah. came in like an iron ball. I wonder if they translated. I wonder if they translated that for the song. <laughs> Wrecking ball. Of course, you mean the Emmy Lou Harris one, right? Of course. Of course, of course. So in the American one, it says "be a wrecker," in the European one, it says "be a demolition bear." Whoa! whoa. Oh, in uh, America, it's an anchor bear to do the news. And it's an announcer bear in England. In the American version, it says all kinds of work from which to choose an anchor bear and give the news. Why? In the European one, it says this. All kinds of work from which to choose an announcer bear and give the news. And in the magic wand version, it says all kinds of work from which to choose. The robots will choose your work for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got to find it. Like, this is going to be great. This is the best uh, episode ever. It is. Yeah. Are these are these like spiral bound books? Like, how do these work? No, they're hardcover, but they're they're large. They're the same size as the almanac and nature guide. If I remember. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. Wouldn't you say, Brad, about the same as, like, the Christmas Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. It turned itself off again. <laughs> oh, no. Your magic wand reader come read with me. No, kinds of work. <laughs> we could raise a champion pig, and he will be very big, is the line. And he will be really big. And he will be really big. Oh no. 
did you did your listeners hear that? Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> if if no one has ever sampled these for some reason, somebody needs to sample these. Well, looks like I have another album in me after all. Here, after, after all. <laughs> you could make an entire song just sampling, or an entire album sampling just these sounds. The only sound, preferably. Yeah. Now, do you have any idea what other like books came out of this series? No, just these two. Oh, you, I mean, yes, it, there are not Berenstein Bears ones, but yeah, they made yeah they made about maybe a dozen of these or so. Do you know some of the other ones offhand? I don't, I don't. Uh, yeah, uh, there was like a Mister Rogers one. Um, there was an E. T. one. Um, uh, e. T. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's called the Talking E. T. Workbook. Um, oh my gosh! There's, there's a there's a couple that aren't aren't branded. One called just like the Great Monster Party, um, and that one is by Mike Bernstein, I do believe, if I remember correctly. Really? Oh, really? Like it was by him? Like written by him? So the first page of the Great Monster Party says, "One day, David and Linda walked by after school." One day. So they walk by this sort of haunted house and the wind is blowing and they go inside and, um, oh man, there's a dragon and all sorts of scary creatures. And like, so this is like Mike, this is Mike Berenstain's Rocky Horror Show. This is exactly, that's exactly what. That is. Oh he was like, "How can I? How can I make this more palatable to the kids?" <laughs> it is because look, if this isn't like Rocky Horror, I don't know what is. <laughs> if instead of Eddie, they served a cake. Now this is amazing. This book. This book is amazing. I love old technology like this. I love that toy companies and book like book publishers were like trying to make their books more toyetic more right. more saleable more eye-catching uh toys r us had this whole aisle of just like talking books and uh, electronic uh novelties that i used to love exploring as a kid this that's where they would sell stuff like this they were uh they, it was special it was just kind of this like you you really believed as a kid that you were touching something that was magical and space age and oh, it was. It was the like yeah. Jeremy said it earlier. It's like it was the future. Like you really believed that. I know you said something about it earlier, but how hard are these books to find? Is it which are harder to find? The books or the machines? The machines by far. And I can't imagine there's any reason to pursue these particular books if you don't have the machine, unless you're just a diehard collector because the stories are the same. Right. Yeah. More or less. I feel like the drawings are a little bit brighter in the Texas Instrument books. Wouldn't you say, Brad? Yeah, I do. Yeah, like it's a higher quality uh, book because it's hardcover and the paper is glossy and heavy duty. Um, and we did just discover that there are nuanced differences between the two. Yeah, there is one Magic Wand reader on eBay right now. Somebody obviously does not know what he's selling because he's selling it with a book and it's um, the Droopy Dragon and Uh-oh. the Magic Wand reader. For twenty five dollars. Oh wow! What? And he Does he say it in, works? He says it's in working order. Oh, Jeremy, you got to jump on that. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, you should seriously buy that because you could make these books work. <laughs> I'm too scared. Like I would never sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want that in my house. Get that out of my house. The droopy dragon. I'm already in Florida. I mean, it's scary enough down here. <laughs> we can't have a magic Texas wand in, in this state. There's there's laws. Yeah, there's laws against that. Bring That's that awesome. into a party. Oh, it's turning on again. Okay. I was, does the magic wand does the magic wand reader have a a good way to close out the episode? It sure does. You are reading my mind, Phil. Okay. Here, here we All go. Right. The first Olympics now are done. We certainly hope you all had fun. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. Man, this thing's going to shoot us all out the airlock. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Uh, where can our uh, listening public find you out there in Internet land? You can find me on BerenstainBearsCollectors.com. You can find me on Facebook, and I have a website, www, is that three, jeremygloff.com. <laughs> right, and you can find out about, all about uh, Baron State Bear collecting on Bradley's site. Uh, Jeremy's got music for sale. He has got albums that you would not believe. So many albums. Oh, yeah. Great music. Go seek Seriously, them out. Check him out. And we have a... We have a Berenstein Bears Collectors Club over on uh, Facebook, too. If yeah, on Facebook, just type in Berenstein Bears Collectors, and you'll find us. Um, we'll connect with you. And I'm also now on Twitter, BerensteinFan1. That's the number one. I have, like, 24 <laughs> followers. I'm kind of kind of a hit. You can find us on Twitter at BStainBearCast. You can find us online at uh, BerenstainBearCast.wordpress.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook at Deep in Bear Country. And uh, you can write to us uh, at BerenstainBearCast at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line. Uh, we've had a few people writing in about the last few episodes, so that was very, very cool. Um, otherwise, uh, guys, will you join me again soon? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, put your brains together and come up with some more wacky stuff. And for everyone else, we will see you next time deep in, in bear country. Bear country. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>